0: TV Nopes, maybe I'll use this audio for a theme song. I honestly think that could work. You just like get some royalty free music underneath there and have have a little a little fun with it and you know. Hey, let's let's it. leave in I think let's leave in that part too. That's great. Hey everybody and welcome to TV Nopes, a podcast about terrible uh media criticism mostly on the internet using a tv tropes page that shouldn't exist as a jumping off point as always i'm andrew Taven, and today i am joined by my house of house co-host lenny burnham hi lenny
1: hi thank you for having me
0: you're welcome well i mean who else uh could i have to tackle this one because we are looking at the succession tv tropes page um Much like our episode, our, my, whatever, everyone's. It's all of us. I think we collectively own TV Nopes. We've democratized uh, TV Nopes, and I'm very happy about that. Um, Much like the episode on Sopranos, this is one where uh, perhaps the page could have existed, could have, should have existed, in an alternate uh, version where it isn't bad, but it is (laughs) bad. It's bad people doing bad media analysis about the television show Succession. And I have to make that clear, by the way, because apparently there is a book series called Succession. If you click the literature chat tab, it says that uh, Succession consists of two novels, The Risen Empire and The Killing Worlds, they take place several millennia into the future when humanity has spread and altered itself vastly. Um, so I don't think the television show Succession is an adaptation of those books. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'm not certain. They do take place 2,000 years in the future from the perspective of the Romans. But I don't sure. think they had access to the book Succession. So, And if they predicted all of that, it would be... Pretty nuts. Um, but uh, but we'll jump right in. We're going to have fun with this. So uh, because the actual tropes page for Succession is very, very long, I uh, told Lenny, and he said this was a brilliant idea, <laughs> that we should... Uh, quiet, Reg. Quiet, Reg. Reggie. Sorry. Look. Hey, Reggie, come on. Quiet. I don't even know what he's yelling at. Um, is that we uh, are going to look at some of the other tabs first, and then we are going to um, do the uh, page itself. So uh, we're going to start with the analysis tab. This one is one long essay,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, and it is about Romans... Uh, sexual about uh Roman sexual kinks. Why am I thinking? Why am I? Can, why am I thinking that that's not his name? Why am I having a weird moment? Kendall <laughs> Shiv Roman, but he calls him Romulus. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm getting weirdly mixed up because it's what are the actual Roman brothers? Romulus and Remus. And he calls Roman Romulus because Romulus was the one who gave the name to Rome. I don't know why I'm like having to do that. Um, so this is like a long. This is like an in this essay I will show specifically about Roman sexual kinks. Because uh, it says that all of the Roys are obsessed with power to some extent. And it gives examples. There are many examples. And then it says, uh, but it's often hard to understand Roman's take on power. I don't think that's true. I think it's it's very clear from the first episode where he like dangles $10,000 over a kid's head to try and get him to hit a home run, that it's actually very apparent. Um, But it says that all of his fantasies are around paradoxes of power and that Uh, He can never be out of power. So this says the sexual gratification Roman feels because of these acts has less to do about the sexiness of the situations, which first off, I feel like you might object to that. I don't want to put words (laughs) in your mouth.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah. It's sort of a nothing thing to say because it's just like, well, like the kinkiness and power struggle is what makes it sexy. Like I'm having trouble like pulling those apart
0: yeah it it feels like it's written by someone who has a limited idea that they're like how could having an older woman hold power over him be sexually fulfilling for roman it must be because in his life he never actually has power imbalances or whatever
1: yeah um, and it's like it's not like he is substituting completely non-sexual situations for sex he's just like it feels good to jerk off and like she's like a hot lady with boobs
0: yeah yeah i think that's that's a that's a good way to put it um the uh the other thing we've got oh there's awesome i don't know awesome might not be um there's a lot of these i don't think these are ones this is something uh we're gonna and also in the finale connor calling out kendall roman and shiv for as much as he's looked after them they keep forgetting about him the fact that he is the eldest son even better he does this all while stressing they loves and cares about them i don't uh, know if where, i'd say that's like you know oh sorry i switched over to the awesome tab <laughs> so there's a tab for them being awesome for the rope for the uh roys being awesome okay and so it's so at the the last example is connor calling out kendall roman and shiv for as much as he's looked after them even better he does this while still stressing that he loves and cares about them i don't know if that's awesome i think it's sad (laughs)
1: like yeah the only thing that should be under awesome is kendall's rap
0: yeah oh which which is under surprisingly catchy i think in the main okay yeah uh tropes page um what else do we got there's fanfic rex which if you want to check that out i don't know if we're (laughs) gonna go over that here um shipping rex there's one fanfic and it says uh Stories focused on the romantic relationships uh, between the cast. Mm -hmm. This one's called For What You Stand to Gain by Glitter Snipe. Shout out to Glitter Snipe. Doing the uh, Succession fanfic. The only one to be featured on TV tropes. Uh, I'm sure it's not because they submitted
1: it. It's so weird that there's only one.
0: (laughs) Well, they might have submitted it. Uh, Oh, no, but they didn't. It was recommended by Major Cumplot. Yeah, it was recommended by Major Kumquat, and I can't imagine that Glitter Snipe and Major Kumquat but know like, each other.
1: Other people have the power to tell their friends to recommend their fanfics. It's crazy that it's only happened once.
0: Yeah, but you know, Major Kumquat has too much integrity for that. I think I don't think Major Kumquat would have recommended Glitter Snipe's fanfic unless it was real, the real deal, which. The pairing... Okay, status complete. That's good that they aren't recommending incomplete fanfics. Uh, pairing, Stewie Hosseini and Kendall Roy. What do you think about that pairing? Before we get to the rest boring. of it, what do you think about Stewie x Kendall?
1: Super boring. Super overrated. Uh, like, the idea of Stewie having, like, a or of Kendall having a sleazy, cokehead frat, best friend is really hot. And then... In the execution, in the show, it's like nothing.
0: So, have you seen Inventing Anna? No. Stewie's like the I couldn't I didn't recognize him at first. Liz was the one who realized Stewie's like the her main lawyer. Hmm. So uh, he's you know fine in it. Um, the Since thing about Inventing the Anna, he just
1: says uh, you're going to get what you want out of Kendall sooner or later. I feel like it will be sooner. I feel like Kendall. Stewie has never had trouble getting Kendall to admit anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I think Stewie
1: fanfic.
0: Stewie would be like, I don't know. I guess I like will Stew- cons- Stewie would be, be like,
1: hey man, you don't have to tell me your dark secrets. I don't care. And Kendall would be like, okay. I killed a man on the night of August 4th. Here is how to find all the evidence.
0: Yeah. And or he, you know, in this case he'd be like look, if you give me a big kiss and a handy, I will consider buying the 5% of the company you need. And he would immediately be like, what else can I do? I got to get you to buy that 5%. So we have managing control or whatever. I don't, that's one of the things I love about Succession. There are parts of it that might as well be watching like, I don't know, um, uh, Tenet, right? Like, there's parts where you're just like, you like you watch something like Tenet, and they're just like, all right, so the time molecules are going to be going backwards through the recombobulator, and you're like, yeah, 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 I get I get it. The, this is the sci- fake science stuff. The same thing in Succession when they have a scene where they're just like, so we need 5% of the controlling stakes in the board. if We want to move to have the board member declare a vote to no confidence in the chairperson. And they're like, yeah, 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 I get it. This is the sci-fi stuff that we need to get, like— to the action. Um, comments. A one shot that really nails the personality and voice of both characters, as well as the ambiguity, amorality, and dysfunction of their interactions in the show in general. It's more of a two fold character study than a slash fic, but it does include parentheses, non graphic oral sex.
1: <laughs> and dubious consent.
0: Oof. Uh oh. Second person narration, blackmail, drug, and alcohol abuse. That makes sense um yeah you gotta it is it is like i mean look i'm not super into i'm not at all like real familiar with like the fanfic world but there is something funny to me about a uh written work specifying non-graphic oral sex because i kind of get theoretically like if you're watching something and it's like oh you sort of see someone out of frame you get like an in the cut beginning, uh, non or Well, that also has more graphical sex. But anyway, um, but like it's sort of funny to me at the level of graphic depends if they were like, and then a blowjob occurred. Like that'd be non-graphic, but if they were like, if the word shaft shows up, that's probably the cutoff point. Um, let's 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 jump to the fridge tab. Um, this is one. Okay, so are you at the fridge tab so they they mentioned this this is an example this is uh an example of either fridge brilliance or fridge horror i think it's i guess supposed to be fridge brilliance there's one example it says it's never called out too much but none of the roys have any interest or taste in art despite being in the media and entertainment industry having been raised to commoditize it by the ruthless and soulless father i feel like this is is called out this feels like a a recurring and common theme in the show that they work in presumably in entertainment sector and none of them care right like
1: um i would disagree about that being like explicit
0: i think you see um i guess i mean the examples they give they say, like one of them i do find is funny says, when frank references Cor- coriolanus logan rolls his eyes and makes a cutting remark about him owning a library car yeah i mean that that's not a like, good example
1: yeah. because they don't fucking make books um but i think it's fair to say that a a re- uh, cool thing about the show that is not discussed explicitly is that like shiv and kendall don't care about making television and are dedicating their lives to it like i think that's fair to say that it is an interesting and not explicitly called out thing about the show all right
0: well i guess lenny likes the tv shows page for succession so this might yeah. be yeah i mean
1: diff- yeah i think it's funny that like shiv is constantly like oh, you're just going to make the network we work for have better ratings, Tom. And it's like, yeah, that's that's your thing.
0: I mean, yeah, that is definitely a thing. And you have that with like, um, I do like, I think one of my favorite, uh, and this is a real hack take, I bet. But one of my favorite things is the, um, that moment with uh, Tom and Mark Ravenshead. Where he has to like interview, we he has to like make sure that Mark Raven's head like is only pretending to be a Nazi. Um, and which feels, like, yeah, uh,
1: but just respect what this says. And like Kendall, especially, just, uh, I think the fact that he doesn't actually care about media and wishes that it was tech is, um, you know, obviously a major theme and like very poignant. Um, as someone who has been trying very hard to get, TV jobs for the past four years since uh, I was laid off. It sucks that they're all tech jobs now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, someone who was just laid off uh, from a job, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know if I should say on the podcast. I think it's fine. If any, look, hey, if any potential employers are listening to TV Nopes podcast, uh, I'm already in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it wasn't my fault. Just a massive restructuring. And, uh, <laughs> hey, hire me for something. There we go.
1: It is super weird. I don't think they're good at, like, explaining this um, this thing that I agree with. Because, like, one of their examples is Roman hates the Kilds film the studio created. And it's like, yeah, that's an ex- but that's an example of him actually caring. I think that Roman, like, is the one person who like from just a media perspective i'm like you know he unlike shivan kendall has like made the connection between people enjoying entertainment and what they do and in that respect i'm like yeah give it to roman
0: yeah it is interesting right because in the recent uh episodes like the last few episodes before um this of this season, you see him with uh, uh the, the guy who's supposed to be the like um the candidate, his candidate that he supports mm-hmm. to be president. I forget who um uh, just a sort care. of like yeah the like uh I don't know who you'd most compare him to. Like I guess kind of a Matt Gates type. I mean it's a Tucker Carlson if he was a candidate before he was a broadcaster right like it's clearly like a tucker carlson current tucker carlson riff but i guess i don't know i'm trying to think which politician most maps to that um anyway point being um you you do get this sense that you're like roman doesn't totally agree with him but he also anyone who was like oh, look, Roman's just doing it for the business, but I'm sure in his personal life he has, like, perfectly fine views. Like, he's not Shiv, who has, even though she just sells out all of her beliefs at the drop of a hat, has beliefs, whereas, like, Roman, like, really is kind of a shithead in his political beliefs, which is, like, I mean, one thing I like about the show is that they aren't just like, oh, look, these people are, like, At heart, they're kind of good people. You're like, no, a lot of them have genuinely (laughs) shitty beliefs. And Roman, you know, clearly uh, is the sort of person who would say that, like, Me Too has gone too far or whatever. Um, Which, to be fair, from his perspective, uh, I don't know what else he's supposed to say. Because he's certainly someone who uh, would rightly be in trouble for those sorts of things, I would think. Um... We've got Head Scratchers. That's another tab we'll jump to. Uh, I don't remember this. Do you remember this? The Head Scratchers tab, they ask what was up with Tom's black eye in season one. And I do not remember Tom's black eye in season one, but it seems like a significant thing.
1: Um, I remember that conversation, but I don't... Uh... Yeah. Like they say, it's, uh, ambiguous and they're not sure about it. And I felt the same way. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't remember if there is more explanation of it than they're saying here.
0: Yeah. Um, then we've got, uh, I'm kind of curious about the tearjerker tab here Mm -hmm. at the top. Okay. All right the first tearjerker they have is the opening uh, credits showing the Roy's as kids. And Logan is a distant father walking away from his children. I'm imagining the person who's like, no, nope, we can't skip the succession <laughs> intro. I need a good cry. Oh my God. Look at them. Look at New York, City from above. Oh, they're all children at the retreat. Like I thought that very funny. The person who's watching the succession intro is a cheer. It's a tearjerker. Um it's fine. It's it's the thing about HBO intros is they're all very long. Right? That's like the thing. And the only one that's ever, I think, been able to hold on to say what you want about Game of Thrones. That's a show where you watch the intro. Because if you were like, you know, if you saw like a new place pop up, that was a that was a real week, right? You watch the Game of Thrones intro, and you know, Hornswoggle Palace pops up of the out of the mechanical thing, and you're like, Oh my god, they're actually gonna show us scenes at Hornswoggle Palace. And you're like, that's nuts. Um Or like something changes, right? You're like, oh wow, Winterfell has the banner of the, you know, the Claven riders now. That's wow, that's something. Um that ended really bad. I wish Succession did that. I wish Succession was just like... Waystar office building. Kendall's home. Etc. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I think they should do that. Um, I, A lot of these are... Uh, I think part of the issue is I don't... Oh, in hunting after Born on the Floor, it's found that Roman was when you talked, and Roman gets tearful and terrified as his dad descends on him. Oh, no. I don't know. I'm look at season three. Season three did have some genuine tearjerker moments. I like... Uh... Okay, this one I don't know about this. What well, says, Despite treating him horribly and repeatedly claiming not to love him, Shiv is clearly devastated. See, that was Tom who sold her and her brothers out to Logan, leaving her in the dust. She seems she seems devastated. I wouldn't call that a tearjerker moment. I feel like it was an oh shit moment. <laughs> they don't have any tabs for oh shit. Uh they have okay, so next I'm jumping to the trivia tab. We get ability over appearance. So, this says the short, stocky, bulldog faced Brian Cox and the tall, lanky, aquiline James Cromwell are cast as brothers. <laughs> it's obviously just to get respected actors in the show.
1: I think James brothers, Cromwell does also explain why his nephew is nine feet tall, though.
0: They say that later. They point, and I think it might be in the tropes, they point out that, like, yeah, that James Cromwell being incredibly tall and Greg being incredibly tall definitely tracks.
1: Also, I've tweeted this before, but I think everything about Logan's personality is explained by him having a brother who's like a foot and a half taller than him.
0: Yeah, that really works. I mean, that is that I think that's perfect. Everyone should go find that tweet and retweet it. This I don't quite understand. Wait a second. Natalie Gold, a German-American actress, plays Rava Roy, who is implied to be either Indian or Middle Eastern descent.
1: Are they thinking because? Did they think that because of Kendall's Indian daughter? Because I, since the his son is like Latino, I think they're trying to highly imply that Kendall's firing blanks.
0: Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah,
1: I think that's part of why uh, Logan has so much resentment towards Kendall is that he hasn't given him biological children.
0: Huh, but is it? Is it? Do you think that? It's someone else or that they No, I think they're adopted. Okay. Because he
1: would have asked her, like, why is her daughter Indian?
0: Interesting. I kind of never... I don't know why I never realized if... Yeah. I always just assumed Raba... The name Raba made me think that she's supposed to be non-white.
1: Yeah, maybe. I just feel like the...
0: No it's possible.
1: The um yeah, the Iverson kid uh I'm trying to remember what his full name is. But oh yeah, Quentin Morales. So that made me feel like the fact that they both seem to be not white um is implying that Kendall's kids are adopted. And you can kind of see that with how like uh Logan will like tell Tom like when are you going to give me a grandkid and it's like but you have a grandkid.
0: Interesting. Oh, wow. That, no, that's really, I could see that. Okay. Um, we've got actor illusion, not the first project featured James, James Cromwell (laughs) saying that'll do. I don't remember when he says that in the show.
1: I remember seeing like gifts the next day of it being like a reference. That,
0: all right. That makes sense. (laughs) Um, it's sort of funny here where for actor-inspired element, um, a lot of these I think are pretty known. Uh, it says, Ewan's progressive left-wing views in stark contrast to the rest of the on-screen Roy's were a demand from James Cromwell, who is also an activist. He want the character to flex over his real opinions. He's going to play a role about the 0.1%. The- I don't know if that's the case, and maybe it is, Which also Um, is weird because it, it, oh yeah? uh,
1: You mean like you don't believe that trivia?
0: No, I don't don't know that it's, I don't know if it's the case that that character wouldn't otherwise be uh, nominally progressive compared to the rest of the family because that feels like something that's so woven in. I mean, maybe it is the case, but like it feels like it would have been such a, it would have been an entirely different character if Ewan was just not was just copacetic with everything the family does. Right. Like, isn't yeah, that like, but
1: I've heard that before. I think it's true. I don't know why that'd be a, a prominent lie.
0: Well, that's no, but that's so interesting because yeah. yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's neat. That that is an actor. Look, I'm learning. Maybe, maybe these and, ones aren't as some ben. ways,
1: like that does kind of make sense. Cause like, Stuff like uh, you and being like, no, I will support Logan in this vote of no confidence. Um, You can see how, like, previously maybe he didn't have uh, such strong views because you are like, oh, wow, it's insane that he did that when he's also like, uh, (laughs) you could argue that Logan's as bad as Hitler.
0: Oh, yeah, but I always I kind of assumed I guess I just chalked that up to him being like a human like a lot of humans i think it still works i'm
1: just saying like i can see how that would be a last minute
0: thing a lot of people like are really (laughs) non-committal in their strongly stated beliefs um you'll see you know he was probably like oh Look, I could vote for no confidence in my brother, but shouldn't the 100 corporations who do ninety-eight percent of the emissions be voting for no confidence in I my know. brother? Um, that's I don't know if I said this before. That's like a pet peeve of mine where yeah, I understand I you've seen, yeah, I've, I've, I've tweeted <laughs> about this. I I understand why initially it was I understand the benefit and the point in like the hundred corporations rhetoric, but I feel like it gets to the point where like um you have people like opposing local renewable energy projects who are like shouldn't we focus on the hundred corporation it's like you're not just saying hey I, I it doesn't matter if i take a 5 minute shower or 7 minute shower like you're politically maneuvering to <laughs> stop something that needs to happen or um you know, there was like in California, I know in California, there was something that like certain PCs, certain like energy inefficient PCs couldn't be sold. And a bunch of people were like, why are you taking this out on me? Who wants like this kind of PC and not the corporations?" It's like, it is on the corporations. They said they can't sell them to you. That's the problem. They were selling them to people. So when you say they can't sell the same Yeah or i just my i tweeted this once but just to say that i feel like the ceo of the 100 first most polluting corporation is like don't look at me look at the 100 most polluting corporations um like i don't know everyone just don't like you know don't guilt yourself or whatever for living your life but also like yeah do i don't know don't go out of your way to mess stuff up and definitely don't Go to local meetings to oppose things that are good. um Reggie. Um. Oh, there's okay. So I won't. Uh. So underneath about that part, this is a little odd. I don't know. I I, I don't mean to put this on you, so you don't have to have an opinion on this. But like, oh, I, I, I do. Just, I I'm think Grandpa's really fucking opinion. rules. Oh, Brian Cox. I do think Brian Cox rules.
1: Um, Um, Yeah, I'll say what it is. uh, Logan was supposed to call Roman a Nancy in season three. And Brian Cox was like, he was going to use homophobic language. He would just call him a faggot, which is true. (laughs) Yeah. I do think there's something funny about Nancy because Logan is 80 years old. But Yeah,
0: he's very old. Which apparently they said in another place in this, they were like, "Oh, Logan is not old enough to be Alan Ruck's father."
1: Oh yeah, obviously. Which,
0: yeah, but I, I kind of buy it. They do a good job of hiding that. I never like am watching it and being like, you know how they recently what was the thing that um, Emmy Rossum is going to play Tom Holland's mom in something? Yeah.
1: I actually did that's think wild. that she was older, but then I realized that's just because she was dating the guy from Counting Crows when she was like 20, which made me think she was like 10 years older than she is.
0: Jeez, uh, maybe you should have uh, counted a few more crows. <laughs> and by crows, I mean... I might be. Years... Yeah.
1: I don't want to do him too dirty. Maybe she was 25, but yeah... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I uh, should have counted a few more crows. And by crows, I mean years old that your girlfriend <laughs> is, right? Take that, Adam Duritz. Duritz, Dur- Duritz, Dur- Dur-, 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 Dur- um, But
1: Duritz. yeah, uh, Alan Ruck being like 15 years younger than Brand Cox is very silly.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's um, irony as she is cast. Logan is portrayed as holding very right-wing views and his new organizations reflect those beliefs. Brian Cox, by contrast, is known for holding very left-wing views. Mm-hmm. This is not an uncommon thing in Hollywood and entertainment. I think you have the you definitely have people who are um there are people who have right-wing views in Hollywood. I feel like the ones a lot of them know well enough to kind of just keep it on the down low like you know, Kelsey Grammer I don't know exactly what he believes. I know he's a Republican. He has the, the decency to sort of keep a lid on it. Um this one's a little more controversial. I'll say I I think I've we've talked about this. Maybe we talked about this in house to house or something if it came up. But I'll even say I don't know. I own hold it again. Obviously, anyone who doesn't want to support Chris Pratt because he belongs to some terrible church is reasonable. But I guess it's just because in a world of people like james woods and like uh kevin sorbo i'm like you know i at least appreciate he knows well enough to shut up and not talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna change at some point if like the title turn then he's just gonna go full on whatever um he kind of i feel like he gets away with a lot by sort of trying to live his andy uh Andy from Parks and Rec persona in real life where I feel like he sort of just takes the approach where he's just like, Oh, what? My church is super homophobic. Oh, geez. I don't know. They just gave me crackers and wine. Oh man. What did I do? Like, I feel like his persona that he just tries to bring is like, ah, look, I'm a big dummy. Who knows? Hmm. Here in Culkin, J. Smith Cameron are close friends in real life
1: yeah she Apparently. acted in her uh her husband's place.
0: nice. Have you seen j Smith Cameron's Twitter profile picture? It looks like a uh, Facebook wackos profile picture that she is not her Twitter is like very pleasant and lovely. She has a very lovely Twitter, but she has like one of those like bit moji American flag oh she's changed twitter it. profile now it's the thing.
1: picture of Jerry drinking champagne.
0: Oh, that's much better good job jay smith yeah. cameron um I maybe it was my tweet that did it because i had some <laughs> tweet that was like she's great but her picture i said she's great but her picture looks like the 46th comment on a tom hanks tweet encouraging <laughs> you to get vaccinated <laughs> um good for her she's so good i like her she's she's one of the best and they're so and they're all so good um yeah, all right. I think we... Oh, what could have been? Wait, now I'm kind of curious. Kieran Culkin was initially asked to read for the part of Cousin
1: Greg. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hmm. No. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. I'll say my... my. Uh. I'll. I don't think... I don't remember if I've told him this. I don't want to hold it against him. I think Griffin could have been... I don't know if you know Griffin, Griffin Newman. Kind
1: of.
0: I think he could have been Roman. He could have done that good also. I mean, Kieran Culkin's perfect, but for some reason when I watch it, I'm like, he could have also done it. But Kieran had to, but I don't think Kieran is Greg. That's like how Arrested Development, uh, David uh, Cross read for Job, which is like... I think he might have read for Job and Buster. David Cross could have done a Buster, I think. But David Cross as Job—that's such a weird consideration. Maybe it was like a different character at the time. And then Bob Odenkirk—Bob Odenkirk—I don't know if he could have done Job. I mean, it's—it's it's so tough. It's because it's one of those things where you're like Will Arnett as Job. It just feels like such a definitive role where I. I don't even think of, like, any other Will Arnett. Every Will Arnett role now feels like a variation on Job to some degree. Which might just be because Joe became a variation on Will Arnett. But, I don't know. That's how I feel. Um, Logan Roy was supposed to die during the first season. I feel like I remember hearing that. Or was that just that, they, that people were speculating he was going to die this most recent season? Had you heard that?
1: Uh, that he was supposed to die during the first season?
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of the janitor and Scrubs was supposed to be imaginary. I'm getting those confused. Oh, wasn't that? You know what it was? I'm thinking of Breaking Bad. Jesse was supposed to die in the first season of Breaking Bad. hmm so I a lot of shows it seems like want to kill off someone and then they're good and then they don't do it. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Had you heard that apparently that he was supposed to die?
1: Uh Jesse or Logan?
0: Either one, both.
1: Uh no I hadn't heard that about Logan before this.
0: Okay. There's an, uh, have you seen, have you heard of the trope word of gay?
1: (laughs) Uh, no, but I can tell from these examples what it is.
0: Yeah. I guess where someone explains that their characters, like the actor, it says Arian Moayed has seen all the shipping.
1: Word of God, but I guess since they're just an actor and not the creator it's just we gay well the fucking composer for loki tried to do this the composer for loki was like he had sex with sif and it was like no one cares what you think get out of here
0: that's so funny that's so funny that's like if someone was like the second assistant unit director <laughs> of doctor who is the catering the crafty supplier the caterer for uh The caterer for uh, inventing Anna has said that Anna was actually uh, pansexual. And you're like, oh, okay. Well. um,
1: Yeah. So it says here that the Carolina actress wanted her er, or said that she would sleep with Kendall Roman or Shiv if she could, which is awesome. Makes me like Carolina more. Um, Why am I blanking on
0: who Carolina is?
1: What? I'm
0: blanking on who Carolina is.
1: She's like the pretty brunette woman who's like pretty high up in the company. I think her most memorable scene is when she's in the limo with Kendall and Greg. And Kendall is like, get out of here. You're not loyal. I can't. I can't have any fucking rats in here. And she just leaves. Okay. And then the other thing of Underword of Gay is about Ariane Moyad who plays uh stewie and is just kind of like a whore for attention so i'm like not surprised that it says he confirmed kendall and stewie have had sex in the past
0: yeah i mean if you're if you're at the level of i'm gonna look back at Ari and moya why wouldn't you,
1: what do you yeah get, unless they
0: explicitly tell you not to
1: his twitter is so depressing where he'll just be like guys, we're working really hard to bring season three to you as soon as possible. And it's like, you play Stewie. Like,
0: That's so funny. That's so funny. The person who's just like spending most of the time be like, yeah, things are really happening. It's like, you do three days of shoots. <laughs> and like half of them are just you on the cell phone being like, <laughs> really? Okay. Well, let's make it happen. Like with no one else that's like in billion there was a whole uh i think i said this on house of house but billions uh um arm uh through not do what's bobby axrod's character armstrong damian armstrong damian um lewis? damian lewis thank you yes damian lewis in the last season we still need to watch the most recent season of billions which i'll bring up a house of houses house of house listeners know we got the billions report which normally is not about billions but once we get around to watching the most recent season of billions will be about billions again um damien lewis recorded like all of his scenes like very clearly not with everyone else because like every scene in the last season before the most recent one of billions was like Damian lewis in an office somewhere being like really yeah tell them we're selling just like on a cell phone. And they said like in universe, they were like, Oh, he tested positive for COVID and he had to isolate for two weeks in universe. But in real life, it turns out he wanted to be like in England with his wife who was dying of cancer in the late stages. And you're like, Oh geez. Well, um, I'm glad they were able to work that out. I, you know, Look, Billions is a uh, fun trash TV. I don't want Damien Lewis to have to be away from his dying wife to make it. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'd am i be most happy if that just didn't happen, but I think it's good that they were able to work something out where he could be with her and then like pop out and pretend to talk on the phone <laughs> for a bit and then come back. Um Word of St. Paul. I think this is the thing where it's like, it's like what you were saying, but not gay.
1: Oh, just I'm random assuming
0: Just anyone coming in, just like the, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Saying, is this like top, saying what their religion is? I'm just. No, this
0: is. So it's the difference between Word of God. Instead of Word of God, it's some random person who worked on the show saying like yeah oh, this cool. is true um the actors are all very aware of their characters jerk ass woobee status what does that mean i hate
1: that phrase but it is true <laughs>
0: Wait, do you know what jerkass wooby means? W O O B I. Woobifying
1: a character is like a character is an adult man, but everyone is like, "Oh, he's such a sweetie. He's like, he's my sweet little teddy bear." And so, I assume jerk jerkass ruby. Is like they are also a jerkass on top of that.
0: Um. Yeah. Let's see. Normally, the wooby is a sufficiently moe character. I love someone trying to. I haven't. I, I. I don't watch Star Trek. I don't want to. So no one tell me to. Um, no one will. But I'm I'm never gonna watch Star Trek. Any of it. None of it. But I just know that one meme from Star Trek where uh uh Picard, I think, is is talking to some guy who's like who's doing the thing. Um I think it's the one where they like all talk in memes, right? Do you know of this? Like the thing where they're like They, where he's like confused because the guy is like I don't know if it's the same one as someone when the walls fell alright I'm talking too much about something I don't know anything about but I feel like uh, you know what's a better example from a show I actually watched is uh, the the meme of Jesse talking to Walt at the diner and Walt going Jesse what the fuck are you talking about we know that meme. That's when I understand. So this is how I feel with the woobie and yeah. all of this. Like reading normally the like Jesse would say normally the woobie is sufficiently efficiently moe character that you want to sympathize with and Walt going, Jesse what the fuck are you talking about? That's how I feel. Yeah. So the woobie is a jerk but they're still a woobie. Oh my mm-hmm. god this is so long. If it's long. a jerk ass
1: woobie then they're a jerk.
0: They're a jerk-ass woobie, yeah. So it's a woobie who's a jerk. And if you want to know what a woobie is, go to TV Tropes. Read it yourself. Um, They say, uh, so here are the fan-in, the actor fan-in that the characters think of their own characters. Strong is into sad boy Kendall. Uh, And he's also talking about Kendall might have been a better person if he had been raised with dinosaur attitudes of masculinity. If he hadn't been raised, that makes more sense. Um, Sarah Snook's early fandom of Shiv turned to Tom when she was in a bad place made into the show. She explained that Shiv felt like he was safe and she tried to control a man who wasn't like her father. Brian Cox believes that Logan does love his children, but he was so brutalized... He... All right, so they all... Alan Rock thinks Connor suffers from undiagnosed ADHD. Okay, sure. Jesse Armstrong made up some backstory for Kendall and the security guard. Culkin, uh, yeah, all right. There are examples here. Um, let's jump to your mileage may vary. This is YMMV. Apparently, the books *The Succession* that take place two thousand years in the future have woobies.
1: <laughs>
0: it says the woobies in those books are Lauren Nara and Rana, but your mileage may vary. So, tweet at the TV Nopes account if you think Lauren Nara and Rana from the books, the su- *The Succession* books, are It's so uh, are weird woobies. that it's laid
1: out in a way where. The books and the series are just on the same page with like titles like this. It's terrible. <laughs> I feel like websites yeah, should have evolved past this.
0: One would think that you could have a section for succession, yeah, a page for a succession,
1: parentheses, TV series, but the yes. technology just isn't here.
0: No, the technology did not exist, so we have to have succession, the TV series, and succession, the book series on the same page um one day perhaps we will be able to have an additional page where you could put disambiguation or parentheses the the series um so for your mileage may vary uh let's see what we think of these let's see if our mileage varies Cool. this series Adorable. greg is as awkward as he as they come but that's a huge reason for why I fans think he's just so damn charming lenny does our mileage vary
1: um i mean i guess i would agree he's adorable uh and also overrated
0: all right so our um our mileage may vary
1: <laughs> so like, that's the
0: way we're gonna evaluate these either our mileage may vary our mileage doesn't vary or our mileage <laughs> varies so our mileage may vary okay uh, the next one, Tom often uncomfortably fumbles about when he's not abusing those under him. He demeanor, I assume it's supposed to be his demeanor. He demeanor can be pretty sweet. Does our mileage vary, may vary, or doesn't vary?
1: Tom is definitely more adorable than Greg.
0: So our mileage doesn't vary. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad I came up with a good system of this. Connor is a deluded dunce, but there's something oddly charismatic about his confidence and dorky nature. Does our mileage vary? Doesn't vary or varies? I feel like Wait, calling
1: no. Connor adorkable is a little weird. Like, I get it because he's like obsessed with Napoleon and stuff, but I feel like he acts so almost like bimbo y that it's hard to think of him as like an adorkable character.
0: So, your mileage varies
1: yeah i think they had good examples with greg and tom and then they flew too close to the sun
0: okay fair enough all right now we've got alternative character interpretation shiv is clearly settling for tom but does she <laughs> have an wow, to a love
1: right problem? off the bat
0: i mean <laughs> it's a pretty yeah i mean that is pretty questionable but yeah he's but,
1: six five and handsome has a huge dick
0: yeah, well, you'll have the chance to explain whether your mileage varies, okay, may vary, or doesn't vary, so don't worry. Uh, this is, by the way, I, if anyone is is listening this far in and is slightly unclear, this is the Your Mileage May Vary tab. On TV <laughs> Nopes, it's, the top. Uh, it's YMMV. I did not know what that meant for a while. It's got a gas pump icon, which I get intellectually is because of miles and gas, but it's, you know, uh, not the most straightforward thing. Okay, so Shiv is clearly settling for Tom, but does she have any actual love for him? She sometimes shows affection for him, but always struggles for nice things to say about him, casts, uh, does an affair, pressures him into an open marriage. When it comes time to offer up a sacrifice for the crisis and cruises, she chooses to protect Tom, losing Logan's respect, and whatever remaining chance she had of being successor. She didn't have a chance anyway, but... <laughs> Does your my does your mileage vary? May vary or doesn't vary.
1: So I hate that Shiv is clearly settling for Tom is the thing that's said with full confidence, and then after that, there's like this other stuff is open for interpretation. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like people are uh, have trouble with that scene where she uh, she protects Tom. Like I think some people saw that as a shift in their relationship um, and saw it as her doing something really selfish. And then later were like, this is so inconsistent. Like she's not the same person who did that for Tom. And the thing to me is that right before that he told her he's not happy. And she was like, oh no, I don't want things to change. Like I have to do something. And I think in Shiv's mind, when she protected tom she was like great i fixed that even though she never even fucking told him um but i think like in her mind it was like yeah tom said he's not happy but then i did this and now i can completely move on
0: so you're saying your mileage may vary
1: um i mean i think it's kind of a stupid question like whenever anyone is like does this character really love this character i'm like it's almost like semantics. It's like Yeah. You could say yes or no, depending on how much you want to define love as like a selfless thing.
0: That's fair. So you're saying your mileage may vary?
1: Yeah, I guess my mileage varies. I I mean they're not they're not coming off that strong. They're just like there are various ways you could interpret this relationship. I guess I'll say my mileage does vary because they fucking open what ship is clearly settling for Tom, even though he's way hotter than her.
0: All right, I like. We're taking strong stances here. All right. When it comes to his awful treatment of... By the way, we're not going to get to the, the tropes itself. So we can do another episode on this. We okay. can make this part one. This will be... We'll do another episode on Succession, and we'll get to the actual main page for that one. Uh, when it comes to his awful treatment of Kendall, is Logan simply an abusive parent, or is he a sink or swim mentor who wants to toughen up his heir parent?
1: God, I hate so much that abusive parent is a trope.
0: what does that what happens when you click the abusive parent trope let's see Uh, do
1: they have like real life examples and are like michael jackson's dad or whatever like
0: oh they might i mean they probably do because they have a whole real life section which we've been which i've been covering with alex Batak in our 26 part uh series (laughs) for each letter uh the 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 picture for abusive parent is bar is a homer strangling bart which makes <laughs> sense um oh there's advertising sub pages is this going to be an advertising i've heard there's abusive parents and advertising is a huge section oh no it's not that huge um the this mother is also in a the weird s-
1: question because they're like is he simply an abusive parent or and it's like that's not how it works. Like, if he has redeemable stuff about wanting to toughen up Kendall, that doesn't change him from being an abusive parent. That's like a fixed thing. It's not an or situation.
0: Yeah, is he is he an abusive parent, or was Kendall truly being a Nancy?
1: Like, <laughs> maybe Kendall's a flop, or just had bad bad yeah. vibes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, if your kid has bad vibes, um, so it sounds like your mileage may vary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally reject the premise of this question. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking? I hear
0: about? mileage varying. Maybe. Um, has Roman suffered much more severe abuses and traumas than what has been shown or stated? Logan slapped him on camera when he was a grown man. Kendall once locked him in a dog cage. Logan beat him with a slipper. Roman was the only roy child sent to boarding school, and we learned this may have been because he was weaker. Uh, I don't know. My this mileage varies. This is a varies, weird I question.
1: Guess. It's like. Has he suffered more traumas than what's shown? Yes. Like everyone in all of fiction has suffered more traumas yeah. that aren't shown.
0: <laughs> Does Roman ever urinate off camera or is he only peed three times in the entire series? And do the other characters not pee at all? <laughs> um, Award snub. during it, Despite its first season being one of the best reviewed of the year with a highly lauded ensemble, it got only three major awards and missed every acting nomination did get a win for drama writing um my mileage doesn't vary i feel like that's yeah sure yeah what i don't know i don't
1: it's always weird when there's clearly a year when voters found out that a show existed (laughs) yeah it's the weird thing about
0: the emmys i think i think the emmy should have a rule where you can only win an emmy And same with Golden Globes for the TV categories. You should only be allowed to win an Emmy for playing a character in TV once.
1: How interesting.
0: I don't think, I don't buy this, let's give Jim Parsons seven Emmys for being Sheldon. He got Sheldon. (laughs) I'm not even doing like a, oh, Big Bang Theory. They're pretending to be nerds, but they're not. Whatever. He nailed Sheldon. He brought Sheldon to life we 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 never knew of a sheldon mm-hmm. before jim parson's became the vessel for sheldon in the world and thus did sheldon uh descend from his heavenly being to inhabit jim parson's
1: yeah i but, definitely like, see what you mean it is like weird that there were like all those years when like no one could win cuz bryan cranston always got it um
0: yeah like you get it like i mean yes okay is it a bummer that you like maybe special exception for like the last season where you want to be like oh my gosh but they really did something with it fine especially like showtime shows like 72 seasons and you're gonna be like but but also like
1: no one wins for that
0: (laughs) sure sure fair
1: i saw an interview where they like asked william h macy if him and Felicity Huffman feel awkward both being nominated. And he's like, no, we both know we're not going to win.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which like, yeah. William H. Macy. I mean, at some point though, that is just the, like, William H. Macy is good and shameless, but at some point that is just the, like, <laughs> that is kind of like the obligatory, the movie star is in the TV. Yeah.
1: It's we super got, obligatory. we got to
0: reward the movie star for doing the TV or else. What if they don't want to do the TV anymore? Look. what
1: if okay, overhaul yeah. of the system. You okay. do the whole show with hindsight we see what their best season was. They can only submit their best season the year that the show ended and those all have to compete against each other.
0: Oh, that's very interesting.
1: Cuz the I'm only the only that... reason I thought of that is cuz when you said you can only win an Emmy once, I'm like, "Oh, what if the next season is so much better and more deserving?" <laughs>
0: That is very interesting. I'm trying to think if there are issues there.
1: But you would I, get a I, bunch trying... of shows strategically ending or going on longer so that they won't have the same competition. That's the
0: thing. We can't That's end the same year
1: as Breaking Bad. We got to do another.
0: But does it average? Because if it averages, then, then you take, if you're like, it has to be that good, right? That's different. Because if it averages, and you can't just say, oh, we're going to end early, oh, we're going to end late, because you're like, oh, there's a specific thing you're shooting for where you're like... um right where you're you can't just be like we're going to do five more seasons because that's the timing because then if they're bad then you don't
1: (laughs) average it right punish people for bad seasons yeah
0: yeah so maybe you say like you you do it at the end of the show but you average everything that happened
1: i don't know if you would that if that would be that much of a deterrent because when shows get bad the acting usually continues to be as good it's like the writing that suffers so i don't know if it would punish that's true that much for it to average
0: that's a good point we've got all right let's let's do a couple more and then let's, <laughs> we'll come back let's to fixing call. the Emmys later yeah we'll come back we can do that in part two for okay. uh succession part two uh so we got cringe comedy l to the og do you uh does your mileage vary does it may vary or i and
1: i'm too powerful to quinge, to cringe at l to the og now i just think that it's hot it's a great song kendall's crushing it and i love him
0: okay we're gonna do um we i think we could even do more of this at the end of the next succession episode so let's let's just do one rundown and then we'll call it we'll call an episode um because we've got uh oh I said it ensemble dark horse so your it? mileage may vary your mileage won't okay. vary or your mileage uh is just right i don't remember what i said it was uh ewan is quite loved for being the most morally upright person in the family of snakes The fact he repeatedly calls out logan's bullshit helps as is james cromwell's performance i don't this, think my mileage this varies is he's not
1: great. my experience i don't think that ewan is at all loved uh the hot characters are loved <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I like Ewan.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like, I like him, Greg- but I think it's just weird that they make him sound like a fan favorite. Fucking Greg is the fan favorite because he's a oh, hot, tall yeah. guy.
0: Jerry's become very popular for her level head nature, being one of the show's strongest snarkers in her oddly endearing relationship with Roman. That's, I think, the mileage doesn't vary, right? I mean, people do love Jerry.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure if we love her for being level headed, but that. I guess as a nitpick, I'll say sure.
0: Yeah, Caroline has become one of the love to hate variety. You being such a gloriously passive aggressive bitch.
1: I guess. I don't.
0: Yeah. All right, <laughs> Rhea. Who's Rhea? I I watched all Holly the Hester. episodes. Oh, okay. She's with the uh, the fake New York Times, right?
1: Uh, yeah, Pierce.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, she was good uh sure nan pierce was well received being a fantastic uh foil to logan sure mileage on point <laughs> yeah a
1: lot of these are like yeah people like the characters on the show because it's a good show
0: <laughs> yeah frank's got his fans who are being one this is literally just every single character you're getting into frank's secret fans like sure Frank uh, is- frank's got his fans because he's smart and he seems like a decent person mileage um no it's because same. peter
1: Rygart is hot and because he should either bone kendall or be revealed to be his father
0: yes I oh, will. hey that's great i these are genuinely this is every character yeah this Despite is so a,
1: this is such a silly section it's just like yeah fans like fans like the characters
0: yeah fans stewie's got his blunt chart. did stewie did he did uh, that's
1: like the only one where i'm like stewie should be in there as genuinely a weird dark horse where it's like why does the fandom love him so fucking much
0: okay this is the one where let's i'm gonna jump down a little to this josh aronson has gotten a good deal of praise for magnificently playing both kendall and logan all while being deceptively charming being portrayed by a pitch perfect adrian brody only helps it's like it doesn't only help it is the whole thing
1: yes I exactly mean,
0: <laughs> You're like, I like I'm literally like, who? Oh, the guy who's Adrian Brody. OK, fine. Like he Adrian Brody does a fine job of being famous, recognizable actor Adrian Brody in yeah. that episode because there is and no offense to him, whatever. That's what he was brought in to do. He has a perfectly fine job of being the human being we all know is Adrian Brody. But Josh Aronson, you're like, wow, that Josh Aronson. He certainly is played by Adrian Brody. Did they cast him because he's significant? Well, they casted him because they wanted you to think this character was significant. Yeah. Um, And he is fine. My mileage does is, not va- oh, sorry.
1: That's yeah. a very weak episode, in my opinion. And it does just have a vibe of like, movie stars would like to get an Emmy. And uh, maybe we'll get one if we have a big guest star.
0: Yeah. My mileage doesn't vary and that I agree that was Adrian Brody. The human <laughs> being known as Adrian Brody was on the screen. He was playing a character for almost the entire episode. That character was played by Adrian Brody and I don't think anyone's mileage can deny that. Um, I think I think we can uh, I think we can wrap up. there's so much here. I think we got another episode coming. this is gonna be six, the TV tropes succession page uh part one if you don't mind lenny rejoining at some point in the coming months um but i think i think we had a good time uh and what would you like to plug on this episode um
1: yes you guys can of course listen to house of house to hear me more of me and andrew together and if you want to just listen to me and some guests including sometimes andrew uh you can listen to chapter surfing which is on twitter at twitter.com/chaptersurfing uh and it's wherever you get your podcasts and that's just me talking about uh tv shows and the books that they're based on
0: yes that's very fun check it out um and for me uh listen to house of house also i agree that check out AndrewTaven.com for movie doing shows and everything else and, uh, yeah, that's, you know, let's, uh, let's leave it at that. And I um, hope you're all doing okay out there. You know, hang in there. And, have a great uh, night, everybody. Have a great night from here at the House of TV Tropes. <laughs> TV Notes. Have yourself.